We're continuing this sermon series, and we're looking at the book of Psalms so that we can figure out how to navigate the seasons of our lives. And just as we watch seasons change out there with the weather, we also have seasonal changes in our lives, situational seasons in our lives. And so far, we've looked at some of those. We looked at the difficult seasons and the transitional seasons, the grinding season, the doubting season. And last week, Pastor Mark was in here, and he helped us take a look at uh, this waiting season that we go through throughout our lives. And today I want us to take a look at navigating the dry seasons of our lives. And, and the big idea that I want us to focus in on is the fact that by recognizing God's presence, we can replace our spiritual apathy with passion and our emptiness with joy. Are you there? Have you been there in one of those dry seasons? I'm calling it a spiritual apathy time of our lives, not a disbelief at all, just kind of a lack of interest or enthusiasm or concern. And maybe you feel God is kind of distance at the moment where you're going to hear many times throughout this message that that's not true. God promises to always be with you in whatever season you're going through. I was doing a little research and I found that there's a club, it's in Massachusetts, and it's called the Apathy Club. And you join it, I think, because it says that there are no dues, no meetings, no officers, no stand on anything, and they make no contribution of any kind to society. And I wondered how many of you would want to join that group. And yet you can't, because if you have an interest in joining it, you can't be in the Apathy Club. But you know, that's an extreme look at apathy. But I'll tell you what, we have spiritual apathy that hits us in our lives. And they put our relationship with God on hold. They kind of distance us from him. It seems like a dry season. And we need to figure out how to get God to refresh us and fill us with his joy that's found in the fact that you are a child of God in all seasons. So I want us to see if we can figure out what this whole dry season is about and how God get us through that season. You know, in, in some parts of the world, they have very rainy seasons. Like it rains and rains and rains and rains, and then it doesn't rain much the rest of the year. And others are the opposite. Always seems to be deserty, and there's almost no rain ever. Uh, the Atacama Desert in Chile is known as the driest place on earth. And if you're wondering how dry it must be, 0.03 inches of rain per year. And Erica, which is in Chile there in that area, has the world record for the longest period of time without any rain whatsoever. And you're not even going to believe the number. 173 months without a drop of rain. Now that's a dry season. And you're probably going, okay, are we going to have a sermon on weather forecasting or something? No, 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 no. But you know, just because seasons happen around us with the weather, they also happen to us spiritually as well. And when they come, it's very difficult for us to try to figure out how to move through those. Well, maybe we can search something here because here's David's words when he was in one of those seasons. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? Have you ever really thought that, that verse out? Has it applied to you maybe? Jesus felt, felt, felt that way, right? When he was separated from God the Father as he was on the cross paying for our sins. And he said those very, very words. 
So a dry season is a time of feeling spiritually apathetic, emotionally empty, and relationally distant. I think those phrases are important, so I'll say them again. Spiritually apathetic, emotionally empty, and uh, relationally distant. Not disbelief, just not really connected at the moment. And those are the seasons we got to just cry out to God to fill us with his joy. Psalm 51, 8 says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you've crushed rejoice. Because those dry seasons, they're going to suck the joy right out of you. They're going to suck the life right out of you. And and even though you might feel God's far away, uh uh-uh, he will never leave you or forsake you. So the question is, uh, what can we do when we find ourselves in those spiritually dry seasons? Well, I think you go and you discover and define what the cause or causes are, what the reason or reasons are for your dry season. Because you got to tap into God's strength here and then navigate that season. In order to do that, you got to understand what it is that put you there. Uh, you got to understand why you're in a spiritually dry season. Uh, and, and to do that, I think the first thing you should do is to just get quiet before the Lord and examine your heart. Do you do that when you're feeling dry? Jesus did, right? When he was overwhelmed, what did he do? He went away to a quiet place all by himself to talk to God, to get refreshed by God. When he was in the garden facing uh, his crucifixion the next day, what did he do? He went all alone to pray to God, to seek God's advice and direction. And we can do the same. Psalm 139, what a great psalm this is. But it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. It makes sense to do that. And then what we need to do is to look for the possible causes of our dry seasons. And and to do this, you're going to have to be brutally honest with yourself. You're going to have to really assess the mess that you're in. I'm going to give you a partial list of some of those causes and reasons. I hope you have your outline in front of you. I hope you have a pen there because there's a line on there. And the line says, my causes of dry seasons. If I say anything that trips in your mind there, jot it down. And don't be looking at each other's answers. Just jot it down so you can address those things later. Maybe your dry season is caused by an extended loneliness. Loneliness causes depression, and depression causes us to give up, to blame God, to distance ourselves, and think that he's not even there for us. If that's for you, write that down. Or maybe laziness with spiritual disciplines. See, if you're inconsistent with your Bible reading, with your prayer time, with your group time, with your worship time, it's real easy to get out of the the habit. Think about this. Your very best friend in life moves away to California. And that's kind of normal in our culture today. But when they move away, you never, ever call them. You never visit them. You never write to them. You never read any letters they write to you. That relationship's going to dry up, right? And it's the same with your relationship with the Lord. If you're feeling dry, you need to be communicating with him. Or maybe it's a lack of Christian fellowship. I know the pandemic kind of got in the way of a lot of the, the groups and worshiping publicly and all that, but, but, but that's, that's, you got to come back. You've got to come back. Those that are online, if you're able to, come back and be part of this corporate worship here. Because we need you just as much as you need us. Get into a small group. Join a service project. Worship every week. 
so that you can just be in that Christian fellowship that God created because we are brothers and sisters here to support and to encourage and to challenge one another. Or maybe uh, the cause might be fatigue or addiction or failure. All those things tend to isolate us from God. Or maybe it's post-traumatic stress. Maybe you've had an incredibly awful situation, maybe a miscarriage or an abusive relationship or a divorce. And all those challenges can lead to this spiritually dry seasons of life. And the last one, just almost kind of funny when you hear it, just your normal life. I mean, you're just kind of bored with all of this stuff and, and somehow feel disconnected from God. Certainly there's any other items too. So you've written some down. You can jot any that come to mind right now because here's what happened. Something, right? Something happened and it got you into this season and you can't deal with it until you own what it is. So I hope you wrote something down on there. So you wrote something down perhaps and now we need to ask God's help and his strength and his wisdom because you can't just snap yourself out of a spiritually dry season. If you could, you would have already done it, right? We got to identify that God is the only source that can refresh us and bring us back in. I'm going to have you read this verse with me. This is our memory verse for the week. So let's read it out loud together. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I don't care how dry your season is, that's the answer to it. God will give you his strength. You know, when I was told to do a message here on dry season, and my mind immediately went, well, let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Let's talk about a valley of dry bones. And, and if you're familiar or not with it, what it really is is this valley of bones. And what they are are the spiritually dry and dead condition of the Israelites. And I love that. It says, I'm going to put my breath in you, and you will come to life. And he did, and they came to life. And I'm not suggesting that you are spiritually dead bones, but you know what? If you're spiritually dry, God wants to breathe into you his joy, his purpose, his direction, his love. He wants to recharge your spiritual battles, batteries. So now we've determined the causes and we've asked God's help, then what? Well, my wife had a doctor's appointment the other day, and I, and I dropped her off, and it was one of those where I didn't need to be there. And so I was wandering, and there was this path outside there near the medical building, and, and I'm walking and looking at the leaves. Great time to do that. And as I looked, I thought about the fact that some of those leaves were in a fall season of their existence, all beautifully colored and yet right next to them were some leaves that were still in a growth season. They were green and healthy and, and, and not near falling off. And then some were in a winter season. And those leaves fall off and they're on the ground already. But when I looked at the leaves, my mind quickly went to the trees. And I thought to myself, that tree is there year after year, season after season. It's still the same tree regardless of what its leaves are going through. And I started to focus on the fact that that's us. Even in a dry season or in a refreshed season, you are still a masterpiece. You are still a child of God. And he still calls you to be who he handmade you to be. Now, granted, we're created as masterpieces. The law would tell us that we've all sinned in this room. We've all fallen short. And yet the reality is God still loves us unconditionally. God sent his son to die for us. 
so that we can be refreshed, restored, and renewed, so that we can go out and accomplish what God's plans are. And I love the phrase where you are a saint and a sinner at the same time. And that's the miracle of God's love. And if you're in a dry season, you need to be reminded of that fact, that God loves you, that God has never left you, and that he's just waiting for you to turn and be there and accept what he is offering to you. So now what's the next step? Well, I think you return to some of those basic spiritual disciplines when you're in a dry season. And I know you're going, oh, that's really hard to do. I mean, I'm in a dry season. I don't feel like doing it. And, and so we understand we should move closer to God. But in those seasons, we tend to read the Bible less and worship less and pray less. And that spiral starts to turn. And so because we aren't involved in his word, we feel even more distant from him. And then we read less and less and come to worship less and less. And it's just this hopeless time in our lives. And, and we got to be proactive in those periods. We got to nudge ourselves out of that and reconnect with God. There was a group of botanists and they were on an expedition. They were in the Alps and they were looking for very unique flowers. And the botanist has got his binoculars out and he's looking and way down in a valley, he sees this very rare plant. And he tells everybody, we got to get that. But how are we going to get that? It's way down in the valley. And they decide, well, if they tie a rope around someone, they could lower them carefully down. They could get it and come back up. And of course, nobody wants to do that. And, and they see this boy playing over there. And uh, they go to him. He lives in the area. And he say, would you go down there? And the boy kind of looks down there and looks a little apprehensive about it. And they say, well, we'll tie a rope and we'll lower you down. You'll be safe. And the boy goes, wait. And he runs away, comes back just moments later. And he's got this older man with them. And so he goes to the botanist and he said to him, yeah, I'll go over, I'll get the flower, but there's one condition. This guy's got to hold the rope for me because he's my father. And when I saw that, I thought about our lives and the question for you to ponder is, who is holding the rope in your life? And my suggestion, of course, would be Jesus because he's not only holding the rope, he is the rope. He wants to pull you out of the dry season so, so how do we do that? Okay, easy for me to say that. What do we do? Well, I think you need to return to those basic spiritual principles and disciplines, and you know what they are, but, but we tend to get away from them. The first one you know I'm going to say is read God's Word, right? And I know what you're thinking immediately. I tried it. Didn't work. Well, how about if you were to read God's Word out loud? What if you did that? You go, that'd be crazy. No, it wouldn't be crazy. The Bible is meant to be read out loud. The Psalms were songs that were sung. God's word is supposed to be alive. And when we speak it, we not only hear it, we read it and it can penetrate our hearts. Or maybe write out your prayers. You know, prayers again were meant to be read out loud and to one another. And Psalms and David, they're writing these prayers out to God. And, and so it's for you to do that. Heartfelt prayers, telling God what's going on in your life, asking his guidance and direction. And then honest journaling. That's a hard one for me, I'll tell you. And yet I want you to think about something. A thought comes in your mind and you spit it out and then it's kind of gone, isn't it? But when you take the time to put the words on a piece of paper, they become very, very real. They become very real to you. And, and when you do that, be honest with God. He's a big boy. He can take it. 
Tell him what you're feeling. Tell him what you're going through. Ask him. Ask him to teach you something in that dry season of life. How about memory verse meditation? This can be tough, I know. Uh, Some of us that are older, like myself, don't do so good at memorizing. But try it. Do it. We've given you these magnets. One verse a week that'll help you work through different seasons of life. And each message is about a different season that we go through. Take that and read those verses over and over. And even if you can't memorize it, you're spending time applying that verse to your life. And then how about corporate worship? Corporate worship. Yes, we worship 24-7. God calls us to gather together in worship. And, and, And it's important because, as I said earlier, loneliness gets in the way of things, doesn't it? And so you come and you smile at somebody and very shortly we'll be back to having donuts and coffee and time to have fellowship and, and to talk to one another and support one another. Uh, it'll get you through those dry seasons that you have spiritually. Psalm 63, I'm going to read a couple different versions of a few verses. This one is the message translation. I spent the hours in grateful reflection because you've always stood up for me. I'm free to run and play. I hold on to you for dear life. And you hold me steady as a post. See, David reached out to God and he received God's strength. I saw a story and I don't know who the author was, but, it, but a guy named Parnell Bailey, he, he was visiting an orange grove and this orange grove had an irrigation pump that had broken down and, and, and uh, it was a very dry season and the trees were dry and they were dying and and so the guy giving the tour took them, took Bailey and them on to his own orchard. But he told them that he watered his plants sparingly. And here's his quote. He said, the trees can, my trees can go without rain for two more weeks. He said, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them. The hardship caused them to send their roots deeper into the soil in search of moisture. Mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area. And while those are being scorched by the sun, Mine are finding moisture through the roots. That's my challenge for you. Get your roots deep, deep into your relationship with God, deep into God's word, deep into God's church, so you can withstand and avoid dry seasons. So we're discovering our source. We're returning to spiritual disciplines. And then during a dry season, we really should be yearning for God's refreshing And I know during the spiritually dry seasons, you're going to turn somewhere. You might turn to alcohol or pornography. You might turn to your job or your friends, or you might turn to your status. But we do something to distract us, and they're all just mere somethings. And they're just dry wells that are going to just let you down in the long run. Psalm 107, 35, he turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. Only God can refresh you and satisfy you when you're in those tough seasons. Back in 2014, uh, I received a call to be a pastor in Chandler, Arizona. And of course, I needed to see if the Holy Spirit was taking me there. And I went there for interviews and things. And and they were getting pretty serious about all that. But when I got off the plane, it was 112 degrees there. And it was kind of warm. Of course, they wanted me to come, and so they all said what? It's a dry heat. To which I said, so is my oven. (laughs) Anyway, that's not the point of the story. But the point of the story is this. 
we ate outside in a restaurant and it was refreshing. How can that be? They had misting machines. And so this mist would float over us while we were sitting there. And in spite of the dry heat that we were in, that was 112 degrees, we were refreshed and able to enjoy the meal. Well, God is not going to go and shoot water in your face when you're spiritually dry, but God wants to refresh you. And he'll do that when you seek him, when you ask him to refresh you. Psalm 63, verse 1 in the NIV. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. And here it is. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there's no water. David knew that only God could satisfy his needs. I got a quote here. I don't know who said it, but there's, there's three little phrases that I want you to focus on. It says, God specializes in turning defeat into victory. Defeat into victory. God is going to turn blessings out of burdens, blessings out of burdens, and transforming our spiritual desert into a spiritual oasis. We know that. John 7, what does it say? Last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. He promises that, folks. He wants to refresh you. So I'm now going to read Psalm 63. I'm going to read a couple of the verses together because I've been using them so far. Psalm 63, this is David. He's in the desert in Judah, and he says, you, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there's no water, I will be fully satisfied. As with the richest of foods, singing lips, my mouth will praise you. I bet I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Be like David. Earnestly seek the God that'll help get you through your dry seasons of life. So homework, challenges, whatever you want to call it for this coming week, I hope that you are ready to say, I will work on memorizing Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Are you also ready to say that I'm going to identify what the reasons for my dry seasons are? What did you write down? Go home and ponder those and what causes those and, and, and how you can turn those over to the Lord. And then third, are you ready to say, I'm going to return to those basic spiritual disciplines? Which of those are you not doing? Which of those would help you to be able to move forward? Lord, please refresh us. Refresh us with your word. Remind us that you're always with us every season of our life. Nothing can separate us from your love. Let us know that. Motivate us so that we reconnect with you. Reading and memorizing scripture, small groups and life group participation, serving other people in service groups, and then our corporate worship. Lord, bless our spiritual journeys in every situation that we face. Amen.